He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with somebody who's been around a long time and uh, and what a uh, what a concept they had, what a group they have, and and I say have because they are uh, they are still at it. In fact, a new album, and it's the first new studio album in nearly 30 years for the Cowsills and A Rhythm of the World. It's terrific. It's out. It's upon us. Everyone's got to check it out. Everyone's got to get this. Bob Cowsill is our very special guest and absolutely thrilled to have him uh, from the Cowsills. And they were the, the influence and the inspiration for the Partridge family and so much uh, so much more hair. Uh, their version of hair still stands up after all this time. And I'm, I'm sure everywhere they go in the world, uh, you know, people are expecting to hear uh, hear that and and so many of their other songs and their hits uh bob cowsell how are you i'm doing great thank you so much for having me good morning everybody uh yeah it's great you know having hit records uh in the late 60s and this was kind of we were the first generation of bands to come up and uh, so that which also means we're going to be taken advantage of we're going to lose our money you know that's yeah. going to happen but that's okay that uh, because it it was such a, it's just an exciting business to be in, even when you're down. Uh, because in our history, there seems to be always an up that's coming. So, yeah, we went up and we went down, then we went up and down. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little pattern. And now we are up. And uh, this is pretty exciting what's going on. Yeah, but after all this time, you're up. And uh, listen, you've always been... Uh, you guys have always been relevant in my mind. And, uh, you know, listen, the, the council's uh, podcast, I should have mentioned as well. I mean, I, listen, you guys have fans now that are, uh, that are multi-generational. I know some young folks that are into your, uh, into your early uh, early stuff, your early singles and albums and uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't mind, let's do a little bit of your history for those who are listening and have no idea what we're talking about, but, uh, but what, you know, <laughs> sure. this to me is a victory lap. I mean, this this album, and it's terrific, Rhythm of the World, everyone's got to get it, it's in stores now, it's uh, online now, get it. Uh, Bob Cowsell, uh, give us a little, uh, give us a little taste of it. Where were you born, where were you raised? Oh, I was born, me and Paul were born in Virginia, Portsmouth Naval Hospital, but raised in Newport, Rhode Island. So that's pretty much where the band came out of, where we found each other musically within Newport, as we were young young kids, real young kids. Uh, so it all kind of started there. Uh, hey, we, me and my brother Bill, we were eight and seven-year-olds learning the guitar, self-taught. So by the time we're 12 and... You know, 11, we're playing at luncheons for the Newport Women's Guild and singing uh, Connie Francis and Ricky Nelson. Don't get do Connie Francis where the boys are. You know, we had choir boy voices at, at that age, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, but we, we kept at this through high school to today. You know, I mean, you have life is interrupted. You're going to raise families. You're going to raise children. But in this business, we've always been in this business, whether individually or as a family and a family band. Even if the public didn't know it, yeah, I, I just, I, it just amazing. And I, when did it, when did it feel like it was taking off for you? And again, it, we got to look at it as uh, from a, a perspective of, of of a young kid. And now us, and, right? You know, it, it's, it, it, did it, did it have that feel for you? Did you feel like things were getting different when you had the hits? 
And, uh, and, and obviously it was, but I mean, as a kid, did you think this is just a natural progression? Um, this is uh, our normal. I mean, what was your, your perspective looking back on what you were thinking then? Yeah, I think you're, I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know why? Because we're going to be, we're going to be signed and dropped on four labels in the career. Okay. Um, so the first two labels were in high school and grade school, and we're putting records out that aren't doing well at all, and we're getting dropped on those two labels. But to us, we're very young, 14, 15, 16, me. That means the others are younger, except only Bill's older. And it seems we're always getting another chance. So we're not wise to the industry, wise to how hard it is. We're just going, wow, we got dropped from Joda, but Mercury Phillips is given us a contract now. Oh, we'll try it with them. That failed two or three times. And so I'm in the 11th grade that dropped from Mercury Phillips. And, and we went, oh, that didn't work out either. And then we're going to go to MGM. So I guess we may have been naive to think, we'll just get a yes when we get the ones that like us. <laughs> <You know? Yeah>. just, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, amazing. And uh, it's just, I, again, uh, for a kid, uh, young, you know, you know, young people, uh, they're, they're very resilient and Maybe if you're older and you were analyzing it, you might be like, oh, my God, we got dropped. Oh, my God, I hope this is going to, you know, this is our last year. You know, you might be more panicky if you're, if you're in your, your 20s and 30s when that's going on. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Bob Cowsell is our very special guest from the Cowsells. And what a career uh, he's having. I was going to say he's had, but, I mean, the, the latest <laughs> album is terrific. Rhythm of the World, and it's out now. Uh, it's uh, their first new studio album in almost 30 years. It's absolutely terrific. Um, it, you know, it, they they charted between uh, 1967, the year I was born, and 1971 wow. with five albums and, uh, and, and uh, you know, so many top 40 hits. Uh, we Can Fly, uh, you know, I mentioned Hair, but Indian Lake was a big hit. Love American Style, the theme song. I mean, people used to hear that every day when it was on in syndication. It was one of the most popular shows and syndication love american style the theme yeah my god that's a surprise that's a surprise in our show because none of us sat around at the end of the tv show seeing who did the song you went out and played so people didn't know that was us really uh so in our audiences today we pulled that out and they go oh my god that was them yeah <laughs> it's pretty fun see i knew while it was going on the castles i knew that you, you know what Introduced me to the cow cells. Keep in mind, I was born in uh, uh, 1967. Right. Uh, but the Partridge family, watching the Partridge family in uh, in syndication, and when people were saying, uh, "Hey, this was taken off of a real band," and and it was the cow cells, that to me is uh, is what cemented you guys in my mind. We were we were fans of the show, and it was on right after the Brady Bunch. And then it was yeah. in syndication, and it was usually right after the Brady Bunch and, and syndication here in New York anyway. But um, did, did you guys realize that the Partridge family would, would kind of cement you in the minds of, uh, of so many young people? I will say that we realized that, first of all, they came to see if we'd be the kids in the show, but we were too old by then, uh, so the, and it was going to be a Shirley Jones show. This is a fantastic compliment, this television show. It, it's, it's our story. We had the mom and the band on the bus, and then this is, no, it's TV. They're going to have some fun with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the, this relationship has been wonderful. And now, remember, when the, look, look what they introduced uh, you to us, you know? So that's what they did for us after our star had faded after 72. 
1973. But they're riding it and mentioning us in every interview, and we can't thank them enough. I mean, we thank them, actually, by doing it today. We talk about them. It's been an amazing relationship with the Partridge family. Very unique, very unique, yeah. but wonderful. Yeah, synergy. I mean, there's synergy between the two. Uh, mm -hmm. They feed off of you, you feed off of them. It's just a... That was great. Absolutely great. I, you know what? I, I I have to point out to, to young people, I have four kids, uh, of of what the what the TV world was like at one point, right? You had three networks. So when you played on the Ed Sullivan Show, millions upon millions of people, a third of the Super Bowl audience watched you on a regular basis if you went if you were on the Ed Sullivan Show. The same thing with The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yep. I mean, it's it, there's not 500 networks out there and over-the-top networks and streaming and everything else. You know, at 11.30 at night, if you were watching TV, you were watching Johnny Carson and, uh, yep. you know, American Bandstand. You could say the same about Dick Clark or Mike Douglas show. Um, I, you know, I'm, try, I'm just looking at some of the, the credits here. The Johnny Cash show, the Barbara uh, McNair show. You know, she was a little less popular, but still big show. Um, I, you know, I, I'm looking Playboy after dark. Is that is that real? <laughs> is that the cow? It's the truth. Yeah, look, television was very good to us. Uh, obviously, our moms in the group were a family. This is this is good TV. Yeah. Uh, Ed Sullivan. But, but you make a good point. If you're on Ed Sullivan, the United States of America just saw you because we were all watching the same TV shows, listening to the same radio stations. Okay, maybe uh, Sugar Sugar's coming up and the Led Zeppelin guy, he's not liking that, but his song's coming up too, you know, on the same station. And that's what connected our generation. You know, that's why the songs are so strong for us that bond us it, it's fractured today uh, it's this way and that way there's a, a singer over there with a hit and he's a millionaire I don't know him or his hit I mean that's how it can happen today but back then you're right uh, if you're on Ed Sullivan and, and you had to get on these TV shows you had to be invited and so we're a family so we have a you know, kind of an edge on some of the other groups because there's only so much space on these shows and everyone wanted to be on them well, I'm talking to someone who has lived pop culture history. He's part of it and a big part. He and his family, uh, you know, established uh, that that group. I mean, it's it, it's it's a real family group. It's not like you know someone else is playing their their you know instruments behind the scenes. These guys were learning how to play guitar at seven and eight years old, and they went on and they were yeah. a huge hit. And uh, we got to uh, take a quick break coming up, but Bob Cowsill is our very special guest. We've had Susan on in the past, but uh, just absolutely thrilled to have any member of, uh, of this great family. Uh, you know, an American iconic family, the Cowsills, and Bob is our, our very special guest. Uh, Frank McKay uh, signing off just for a moment. We'll be back with a, uh, with a part two, with a part two here with Bob Cowsill right after this, the new album. The new album, it's a must-get, everyone. Please uh, get this uh, get this album. Uh, it is, uh, where, where is it? I just saw Rhythm of the World, and it is, uh, it's terrific. And it, there's 11 songs on there written by the band, which is uh, just unbelievable uh, to me. Frank McKay, uh, coming back right after this uh, with Bob Cowsill with more Breaking It Down right after this. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, uh, part of pop culture history, a uh, big part of it, uh, Bob Cowsell from the band The Cowsells uh, between uh, 67 and 71. They had a bunch of hits and, um, and, and uh, top albums and you know, their hits uh, are, are just uh, through the roof. People remember them from, you know, of course, Hair. That was the, the version of Hair that so many people grew up with. That was in their mind still to this day. That song holds up. Love American Style, the theme song for Love American Style, which isn't, isn't like, a, a, you know, a staple now in syndication. You know, like it, it hasn't gotten picked up, I think, on the Me TVs and stuff. But, boy, it was all over. the. It was constant. It was so mm-hmm. popular, especially with, uh, with young girls. Uh, you know, they loved the show, and it was on constantly. And they were the influence for the, the band, the, uh, the Partridge family, and a lot of synergy there. Bob Cowsill, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back. You know, my twin brother lived on in Massapequa for a long, long time. No kidding! Oh my Both god! On Long Island. Yeah, that's know, great. If you know about Massapequa, uh, you know not only uh, your brother, but there's a long string of famous people that have lived in Massapequa, and that came from Massapequa. Jerry Seinfeld, the Baldwin brothers. That's true. Yeah. You know, uh, serving mm-hmm. John Melendez, the Stray Cats. Dee Schneider from uh, Twisted Sister. Uh, it just goes on and on, and uh, and your brother, and yeah, you know, some somehow he doesn't get on those lists. He should, and um, yeah, you know, the council should be. Hey, a- hey, one of our fondest, one of our fondest concerts was at Stony Brook when they. I don't know if you remember, but they used to have kind of a little outdoor amphitheater type of place. Yep. And uh, man, that was fun to play for the college. The college audiences were great. We did a college tour once. Just colleges. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, amazing. And uh, if you were a teenager, I can imagine what that was like, you know, how uh, how you guys enjoyed that. I, uh, let me let me ask you this, and we touched on it a little bit in the first uh, early part of the interview, but uh, when did you start feeling famous? When, when did you start walking into stores? And again, we, you know, I mentioned, you know, when people see you on Johnny Carson, it's like 30 million people see you. When people see you on Ed Sullivan, 30 million people or more uh, see you. Uh, when did you first either lose your anonymity, lose your, you know, ability to go into a store without being recognized, a restaurant? Uh, when did that happen for you? That happened when you have a hit record. Now, up until the rain, the park, and other things, 1967, our life is going to change. Now, it's true we were dropped from two labels and had some, you know, not so good records before. But just before they took it to MGM, this is when they put our mother in the group. Now, that's going to differentiate us from everybody, and it's going to solidify the family image. Uh, the whole thing's going to go to MGM. They love it, and. And Artie Kornfeld and Steve Dubuff wrote The Rain the Park and other things. A great, just a great song and recording. And when you have a hit and you hear it on the radio, all the groups that have had a hit go through that, well, the first time on the radio. But truly, truly, it's the Ed Sullivan Show. Because, and I'll tell you why, after you're on the Ed Sullivan, and we lived in New York at the time, the next 
following week till next Sunday's episode. Hey, saw you on Sullivan last night. Hey, saw you on the Ed Sullivan show last night. But, you know, as you're walking around New York or going to school or whatever we're doing, I was at Pace College at the time. Uh, and, you know, and on the Ed Sullivan show, uh, so the spike you got because we're all connected by this TV show was countrywide, literally countrywide. Was, and that's why everyone wanted to get there to be on Ed Sullivan. It was the big get. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. What, how did he treat you guys? I imagine, you know, uh, from everything I ever heard, he loved that wholesome situation. And uh, what's more wholesome than being in a band with your brothers, sisters and, and mom uh, at the head? What was uh, what, what was Ed Sullivan's reaction to you, if anything? He was great because he reached out to our family to come on his TV show. He didn't just walk into the Ed Sullivan show, you know. Was, he, anyway, and yes, he loved our mom and he loved our family. He gave us the biggest contract at the time of any rock group, including the Beatles, by the way, because they did their three. We got ten shows, wow. okay? I got the telegram, a million dollars, ten shows, the Ed Sullivan show. Now, we're only going to do two, okay? But we got ten. And the reason we're going to do two, this is an example of what we were up against through all in and out of our career. Our dad got in a fight with Ed's son-in-law, Bob Precht, over a microphone not working because it was live television, oh remember? And uh, he got a little touchy, uh, you know, a little push and shove or something. Dad was a baby guy, and he was rough and tumble, you know, but he blew it. And so Ed took the eight shows and said, done with them. And that's going to follow us up and down our career, that kind of hot potato thing that our dad's going to, it's going to be a little bit of a running theme. Yeah. I, I Listen, I had a dad like that, too. Uh, it was a hot okay. you know, and... Uh, hot head, yeah. yeah. Airway, the highway, all, all of it, you know. I mean, we weren't unique in our situation there with dad, but what was unique about it was we were in the public and it was acute and they were hiding it from the press because <laughs> you could do that back then so that our image was was protected you know yeah jeez let me remind folks of who you're hearing who uh, the voice that you're hearing bob Cowsill is our very special guest and again a big part of pop culture history and uh you know the the music they uh they created was just uh, absolutely terrific but uh they they have a lasting legacy, and it's they they've had uh, roller coasters like anybody who's had a career this long is going to have roller coasters uh, type feelings. But but what a career it is! Uh, Rhythm of the world is the uh, is the album. Everyone's got to get it. It's uh, it's it's all new songs. I I don't know many bands who do this. Uh, Bob and his uh, and his family is uh, is doing this and. Uh, just absolutely terrific. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly. Bob Cowsill of the Cowsills is our very special guest. Get the album, Rhythm of the World. Uh, got a couple moments more with, uh, with uh, Bob. Bob, what should we know about you, uh, the band, your family, and, and also the next generation of Cowsills that we haven't touched on here? We're quite proud of, uh, of our sons, Ryan and Brendan, Paul's son, Brendan, my son, Ryan, stepping up to the plate uh, when, when we're missing two brothers. Uh, and and uh, Susan's husband, Russ, is our drummer, stepping up to the plate, because, you know, everyone knows John's with the Beach Boys, and that's a career move of his. I mean, like Paul says, anybody who's in line for that job at the Beach Boys is going to say yes. <laughs> you know, who wouldn't? I get to say what every Anyway, so he does that. So 
the band that made Rhythm of the World, the Seven of Us, have been touring for 18 years. We've never stopped. Uh, and it's just, you're not always in the spotlight. You don't always have a record deal. Sometimes you're doing this because you love to do it. And, and, and that truly, is, that might sound weird, but in stock, but it isn't. You love to do it. Our best time is on stage or in the recording studio or on tour, uh, visiting with, you know, today you can talk to fans, you have meet and greets. Back in those days, we're the band, you're the audience. Okay, at the end of the show, see you later, goodbye. No one sees anybody. Uh, it's so different now. And now we get to hear wonderful stories. I mean, all the way from, hey, I found you on, on the Internet. I found you on Google <laughs> from a young person who probably saw us on Dumb and Dumber or something. And I like, who did that song? I like it. You can get discovered that way again these days. It's a unique experience. And we're thrilled to still be here. Yeah, incredible. I, I mean, just really, really incredible. And uh, what a what a life it is. And uh, look, you got to pardon my ignorance on on this, but do you have a book out? No, we've never really done a book. Uh, we did a documentary, Louis Belanker's uh, family band. Uh, story the castle so that ran for two years on showtime back in uh oh like 2008 uh, i think so we have that uh notebook uh i don't know boy it'd be a heck of a book let me tell you but uh yeah. no plans no plans yeah well listen I, we'll, have to see. we'll have to see if it's warranted you know yeah well look i, I think a lot of people I, you know i i'm either becoming older or more pretentious uh, but I'm starting to think more and more that they're not making any more of you and they're not making any more of the uh, the classic rock bands and the pop bands and the British invasion bands. And and that uh, it's important to document this, you know, like in and, you know, and it shows, by the way, I mean, the, the downloads that we get when, well, you know, your, your sister, uh, Susan, uh, we had her on a uh, I had her on a, a TV show. Uh, you know, years ago, NBC nonstop, and I, and I, I don't know how many how many downloads it had on on different uh, versions of whatever. But people care about this. People are are so um, interested in uh, in pop culture, and I think you know it, it, the more uh, we get towards. Uh, towards the point where, I, I, look, I don't even know who they're going to put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore because who is there anymore? I mean, you guys should be there. I mean, that's that's for sure. But uh, I, I think we have, yeah, I think we have some factoids around us that support going in there. No doubt about but, it. And it's not a, it's not about how many records you sell. Go look who's in there. You're not going to have even heard of some of them. It's, impact. it's not about it's number influence. of sales. It's about it's about impact, right? And so, you know, like, we we get credit for getting the Osmonds on the pop charts and out of Andy Williams, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, and, and that's fine. We're, our legacy um, is is sort of there and easily discovered and is with us still. And we're there's been a long run artistically, also of single artists, Disney kind of singing artists and solo artists who are all excellent, you know, just superstars. What's new, we're finding out, is harmony of all things. People aren't used to hearing this. And so it's, they, they comment, like, how do you do that? You know, it's very interesting what's going on with harmonizing. I think people are hearing it and going, hey, that sounds pretty good. I haven't really heard harmonizing like that, which they haven't been decades. Yeah, just uh, amazing. Uh, listen, Bob Cowsill, take a bow uh, for you, your whole family. Uh, uh, you've, you deserve it. Uh, rhythm. 
of the world uh, is just uh, just terrific, and I, I love what you're doing. What a career you've had and are still having, and kudos to the uh, the next generation of cow cells. Uh, can you give us a website, a social media site, and if you want to add anything before we leave, please do so. Absolutely. Just Council.com and Council's Facebook page. Everybody's on Facebook. Uh, and look, we're, we're touring a lot, okay? We're going to be in Branson from November 1st to, uh, to December 10th in a Christmas show Monday through Saturday. We have the Flower Power Cruise. We have uh, December gigs. You can just check the website to find us. Come to a show. We have a great time with our live show, and it's a lot of fun. And no, we're not bringing vocal samples, so don't come asking us at the end of the show, do you carry vocal samples? Which is that? happen these days <laughs> i guess it just sounds too much to them i don't know but and please rhythm of the world the council's podcast yeah we got 162 episodes you'll know all the guests they're historians of their own legacy and uh, that's a lot of fun also so we're having a good time still and i'm glad to, to, to talk to everybody about that Bob Council, congratulations and we'll be we'll be talking about you even when we're not on the air with you let's get a part two, part three, part four, uh, all of that together. Congrats on the rhythm, uh, on rhythm of the world. Bob Calcell, thanks for being here. Thank you, Frank McKay, and thank you, Long Island. Honestly, we, we just love all of you out there. Bob Cowsill, everyone, has been our very special guest. The Cowsills, and listen, it's about impact. It's about influence. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should put these guys in. It's ridiculous that they haven't. Uh, it's it just, it, I, I don't know who they're going to put in, but uh, they're, they're running out of people. I don't know why the Cowsills aren't in there already. Rhythm of the World is terrific. Please get it. Frank McKay sound, signing off. Cowsills and Bob Cowsill has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on breaking it down this is frank mckay it's breaking it down with frank mckay long island vibes on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays now here's your host frank mckay i'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down frank mckay here so much more importantly owen mackin is our very special guest a very talented guy and you've seen him in a, in a you know a bunch of roles and everything he's in uh, it, just excellent. His body of work is uh, is built up nicely, but the quality within the body of work is is terrific. La Brea is what we're here to talk about, and if you're not watching it, you're you're making a, a huge mistake. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, 9 p.m. on NBC, and that's Eastern Time. Uh, Owen, how are you? I, I am good. I'm good. You're, you're very kind, so that's a lovely introduction. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I, I appreciate it. Well, listen, you've done uh, you've done a lot to deserve it. And listen, you're getting rave reviews. This is getting rave reviews, and everyone who's gotten a peek at uh, at, uh, at at this uh, series is uh, is loving it. And um, you're a big reason why. Uh, give us an overview, and especially to folks that uh, that are new viewers or, or yet to be viewers give a give an overview of La Brea if you don't mind of course of course um, yeah and I, I'm glad you're enjoying it we're having a lot of fun making it La Brea is, is uh, you know it kind of hawks back to a lot of those a lot of the shows that, that I used to love in the 80s and 90s those kind of those kind of action adventure action adventure movies and it's about a giant sinkhole that opens up and it sucks all these people from LA down into 10,000 BC um, uh, the character I play, Gavin Harris, it sucks his family down, and, and he's been having all these visions for years. It turns out he's the only one that can figure out how to uh, how to rescue them because his visions are connected to to why this sinkhole happens. 
And that was season one. And so season two, uh, Gavin has gone down to try and rescue his family. He's gone down with his daughter. And they, they basically embark on all these crazy adventures with time travel and, and uh, Willie Mammoth and Rhinos and Sable Two Tigers and, and the whole the whole adventure shebang. Yeah, well, listen, you know, so many, uh, so many people are, like I said, uh, raving about uh, the the work. And uh, at this point, you know, there's uh, people are, are craving uh, good entertainment, and there's so much out there. That things are so competitive. They're looking for something smart, and it is smart, and it's uh, it's entertaining at the same time. And, uh, you know, like if you, uh, you know, first look at this from, I don't know whether you got a script in the beginning or if you got a description, did, did you have a feeling that it would be like this or is it, is it turning out to be much different than what you expected? You know, it's, it's kind of what I thought. It was like, you know, I, I think that this is the kind of show that, that it's escapism, you, you know, where, where it's fun and, and, and you kind of want to care about these characters kind of like staying alive and helping each other, but also you're going on these adventures. And that's kind of why, when I first read the script, I had no idea where it was going to go. And every single script from every episode we get, I still have no idea where it's going. So you keep creating all these cool little kind of connective tissue of the mythology of what's happening. And it's, it's, it's incredibly fun to, to, to make it and be a part of it. And then I kind of forget sometimes people watching it don't know what's going to happen next. But whenever we got the scripts, we have no idea what's going to happen next. So it's, it's kind of this fun roller coaster ride of, you know, you just, you just basically going along with it to see what happens next, you know, which, which is kind of fun. You know, I I saw a short not long ago, and and I absolutely loved it. My son, who's he's big into into shorts, uh, it's called The Green Rabbit and the Ice Cream Girl, and I, I just thought it was terrific. Oh. I, I I don't even yeah. think it's twenty minutes long, but it's just it, it's just excellent. And and you directed that, did you not? Oh, I'm so glad you liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote and directed that. We shot that. Uh, we shot that in the Mojave Desert a couple of years ago. Um, um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. I'm kind of like that. I'm really proud of that film. It's a weird, quirky, quirky little short. Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was terrific. I'm into shorts, right? So I, I you know, I get turned on to shorts from my yeah. uh, either my kids or, or friends or whatever. But uh, yeah, you directed that, did you not? I did. I did. I, I wrote and I directed it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, listen, uh, congrats on, on all of that. Are, are you doing a lot of that? Are you doing a lot of, and pardon my ignorance, uh, you know, I know you're from La Brea and I know you're uh, from no, different cool. roles, uh, but uh, are you doing a lot of writing and directing? Yeah, I am. You know, it's, it's something that I've, that I've always done. Uh, once I started acting, I, I've always been kind of writing and directing. So I, I, I actually directed a movie that was out last year called um, Here the Young Man. It's on Netflix now. It's, it stars Here the Young Man is, is adapted from an Irish book. And it, it stars Travis Fennell and, and Anya Taylor-Joy and Dean Chapman and Finn Cole. Um, it's kind of like an Irish coming-of-age, spring break Izzy type movie. And then I have another movie that I've directed uh, during the pandemic with a bunch of actors I worked with on Night Shift, which is a different NBC show. And that's coming out. I think we're going to be releasing that sometime in about a month or so, um, depending on what the production company doing. But that's our plan. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, try to, I try to keep busy and just make a thing, you know. Well, here's here's something I, I I like to ask people who direct who've done a lot of acting. Do you remind yourself of anyone that you've worked with as a director? Uh, is there anyone? I, in, and I'm not even asking for a direct influence of somebody you worked with. But do you uh, when you sure. direct? Do you notice yourself being like any of the people that you've worked with? 
Oh man, I, 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 I've never thought about that. I, I, you know, I kind of more. Have you, have you ever read, have you read Oliver Stone's um, biography? Yeah, I, think, I, think it's I, I did actually. The light. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing, right? Yes, he, he's amazing. I, 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 I find my, I find myself. Oh, he's, he's, he's incredible. He's incredible, and I, I find my, I find myself more. Um, you know, inspired by people like him, and when you when you read the stories of how they made the movies and how passionate they are, and I kind of also like he makes these incredibly creative films, but also usually has some kind of a commentary in them as well. So I, I, I don't I don't know. I try to sort of make make films and also tell stories, and if you're lucky enough to kind of have have a meaning behind them that that, that people connect to, then then that's kind of what I want to do. You know, but I kind of found myself just just you know. It, 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 you're inspired by people who are incredibly talented at what they do, and that's kind of why I want to make movies. Too, you know, oh, listen, uh, it's uh, it, it's nice to talk to someone who does what they do very well, but it's uh, nice to talk to somebody who does a few things very well. Uh, if, uh, final word on La Brea before we let you go and talk to everyone else. Um, uh, what can we expect for folks that have been watching along? And, and again, we don't want to spoil, obviously. We don't want to do uh, anything that uh, that could ruin it uh, for anybody. But uh, anything you could tease us with a little before we go? Do you know, you know, tonight's episode, or Tuesday's episode, is actually one of my favorites because it's directed by this great guy, David Barrett, and his dad is a, is a really famous stuntman for Stephen McQueen, and Dave Barrett like, did all these stunts on Waterworld like, way back, and his episode is, is the most stunt action-heavy we had in the whole show, so I'm really excited by it because he's got these crazy fights and stunts, and the whole thing is very Indiana Jones-esque. And, and I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're, every episode got some kind of weird or kind of close to it. But this, this one that's out tonight is my favorite in that regard. Well, listen, congrats on, on everything, uh, on everything that you're doing. Uh, La Brea, terrific, and, and creating, uh, you know, or co-creating, at least with the writers, uh, Gavin, a uh, terrific character, and I can't imagine anyone in that role other than you. Uh, Owen, uh, thanks very much for being here. Congrats. Do you have a website or a social media site you could leave us with? Uh, I, I just I just usually use Instagram. I, I don't use anything else really so much. Uh, so you get me on Instagram because I don't see that, and I'll, I'll be there posting some random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'll give the spelling after we uh, after we hang up because it's uh, it, it's a unique one. Uh, Owen, thanks a million for being here. Well, gentlemen, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely, Owen Mac everyone, a very talented guy, uh, a super talent. And uh, again, uh, if you're not watching La Brea, you're, you're making a, a huge mistake. Uh, he plays Gavin Harris, and he's uh, huge mistake. Huge mistake. Uh, it, La Brea is absolutely terrific, and uh, and you know, and also check out the short I I spoke about. It's it's just it's it's terrific. You could see, you know, you can see you're, you're dealing with a creative guy. I didn't know, realize he wrote it as well. I knew he directed it, or I heard he directed it. Um, the Green Rabbit and the Ice Cream Girl. I, I think it's absolutely terrific. And I don't even think it's 20 minutes long, but you could just uh, you can grab it somewhere, and uh, if you can, just uh, just check it out. Just uh, you know, you'll you'll kind of get a different aspect of of him. Uh, I think so many people have seen him as a uh, as an actor, and and appreciate him there. But um, he's. Uh, uh, he's multi-talented. Owen Mackin has been our very special guest. Check out La Brea, and uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, absolutely terrific. You will you will thank me for it. Um, his spelling, by the way, is E O I N, 
Mackin, uh, M-A-C-K-E-N, and um, and Owen is uh, again E-O-I-N, and you know, see, I think it's from Ireland. It didn't sound like it, right? He didn't. He kind of had, uh, you know, a, a you know, I thought an American-sounding um, accent, but yeah, he's. Um, you know he's uh, he's making some noise and you know it's nice to you know to, to catch a guy in this particular point of his career you know he's he's not he's not huge but you you could see that uh that he very well could be real soon um he mentioned here are the young men i haven't seen that um but uh he's uh you know a terrific guy owen mack and frank mckay signing off we'll see you next time on breaking it down in many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a, a wonderful singer, front man, and, uh, and certainly actor. You know him as an actor. But uh, if, if you don't know Born as Ghosts, check them out. They're absolutely terrific. I think Light On, I, I got caught, I think that's a, 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 if I got the title right, I got caught up on that. That's where I first heard of Born as Ghosts. I didn't even realize it was Eric Balfour uh, was the lead singer. And you know him from Six Feet Under. He was terrific. And uh, 24 and uh, so many things Country Comfort is his latest it's a Netflix series and it looks terrific I I gotta check it out I'm looking forward to it and it should be available on demand on uh, on Netflix in the next few days here but Eric Balfour how are you I'm good thank you that was a, that was a very kind introduction I need I need you to give me that pep talk every morning <laughs> Come on, you got to hear it a lot. I, you, you you do a great job with the singing. Your last band uh, was uh, terrific. Is this basically the same lineup? And uh, and you changed the name? Yeah, basically. Yeah, when we <laughs> Born as Ghost was was the the second incarnation of the same band. Just uh, when we signed our new record deal, um, they said the the name of the band used to be Free Dalba, and it was the name of a street up in Big Bear. Where we would go snowboarding and they went that's confusing you need to change that and we went okay no problem <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how that went yeah whatever you see you know it's it's kind of like whatever you say especially nowadays record deals are tough to come by uh they're, they're just not giving them out but listen you guys deserve it and if people out there don't know born as ghosts you got to check him out eric's terrific he's got a great voice great writer just absolutely terrific uh tell us a little bit of, about country comfort and uh, and your character there, and uh, give us a little rundown without spoiling, of course. Yeah, so honestly, Country Comfort it premieres March nineteenth on Netflix, um, and and this show honestly it's my dream come true. You know the the show stars Catherine McPhee. She plays um, a struggling musician, and at the beginning of the show, uh, she and my character, her, her boyfriend Boone, we break up because we have you know different visions of our musical careers and so she has to find a, a new path and she gets a job working for a family that recently lost their mother and uh, she becomes their nanny and just so happens that the every one of the kids in this family is incredibly talented musically and they form this bond and 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 the show is is just 
it's funny and sweet and full of heart and you know for me yeah i mean music was my first love so to get to do a show that combines music um i get to play a musician you know my character boone is this struggling rock star who you know has dreams of making it in nashville and in the country music world and and just you know it hasn't happened for him um so you know he's he's a he's a sweet guy who's just like most of us men is just not that smart um <laughs> and so so yeah i i, I mean honestly I, I think people are gonna love the show it's 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 it it's a it, it it feels like a classic um sitcom you know in 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 the era when those shows were more than just you know sort of you know slapstick laughs um for me i went back and i you know i was watching all these old episodes of cheers and roseanne and family ties and um and it it felt like that type of show and and i think karen lucas the creator of the show did a fantastic job of you know, finding the balance between the humor and the heart. And um, I'm just excited for people to, to see it. Check it out, please. Well, kudos to the casting folks, too. It sounds like they put a, a, a mix of folks that normally you wouldn't see together there, and I think that's great, you know, especially nowadays. Yeah. You kind of see the same people all kind of thrown together, and I think they it looks like they put a nice mix of people together. I'm really looking forward to it, again, called Country Comfort. Let me ask you this, and I, of course you could relate uh, you know, like going, you have to kind of go back a bit and know what it's like to, uh, you know, to be concerned like this guy being concerned. Hey, are, am I ever going to make it? Is it going to ever happen? And all of that. I, it's probably a little different now that you have made it, you know, now that you've had you, you've had tremendous success. I mean, 99.9 percent .9 of the people would uh, would switch places with you right now with the career that you've put together. But if you think about it, I would think, and I'm not an actor, but I would think that it's, it, you know, I have to reach back to my past. I have to reach back before all the success and, and everything that you had to kind of get that feeling. I mean, was, was that difficult? No, not at all. See, the, the funny part about being an actor is pretty much after the end of every job, you assume that was your last one. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a weird, it's like a weird phobia that every actor has. Um that you just you're, you're, the minute they call a cut on the last scene of any of any job you're just like oh my god am i ever going to work again so no <laughs> it wasn't hard to pull that up at all because it's you know the, the entertainment it's you know people ask me my i had a my son was born two years ago <sighs> and and he's he's i mean thankfully he looks just like his mother who's beautiful <laughs> um and so he is incredibly adorable and beautiful. And people always ask me, they're like, come on, you got to let him get into, you know, do, let him do commercials or, you know, let him get into acting. I'm like, never, never. <laughs> because our, our, our business, it's, you know, it's so unfair. And it's, you know, there's so much rejection. Um, and unlike many other careers, hard work doesn't necessarily pay off. You know, there's a certain amount of luck and circumstance. And, and so... It, it's it's definitely not hard to relate to struggling, um, the way that the characters in the sh in the show do, because um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're pretty much always in fear of never working again. 
Well, listen, you're you're a modest guy, and and you, I think you hit it on the head. A lot of people feel the same way. Country Comfort, everyone, they got to check it out on Netflix. It's coming right up. Um, before I let you go, uh, Born as Ghost. I obviously everything's fluid now, schedule wise. Do you have anything set in stone where you where you're hoping to get out uh, in front of an audience at this time or that time? Uh, can you give us some idea of what's uh, what's going on in the next year? You know, I we no, we don't. You know, honestly, it's been a while. It's been a minute, and so it'll it'll really kind of. I, I would love to get back to playing music more, and I love I love the guys that played music with, and you know, hopefully at some point um, the stars align and we get to to make some music again soon. But no, there's no there's no schedule right now. Well, listen, great band. Congratulations on everything. I, and the new new show, Country Comfort, it sounds like it's going to be around for a long time and looking forward to it. Before we let you go, give us a website or a social media site for people to follow along with what you're doing. Yeah, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Eric Balfour. It's just at my name. Um, it's pretty easy to find, and there's going to be a lot of fun stuff in the next few days, uh, from behind-the-scenes stuff from the show. And um, Yeah, come check it out. Come well, congrats. Congrats on your son too. Two years is still still time to say congrats uh, on that, and congrats on everything. Uh, yeah, Thanks for being here, Eric. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too, Eric Balfour. Everyone, a terrific actor, <laughs> terrific actor, and a wonderful singer. The name of his band is Born as Ghost. You know him from Six Feet Under, which was uh, which was terrific, dark, uh, but uh, but terrific, and. Um, Again, Country Comfort is his latest, and he is uh, yeah, a very good actor. I remember he played Satan in some TV commercial, and I think he was punishing somebody for making him... Uh, making him drive a minivan or something like that. It was funny. It was, uh, but that was him. And uh, you know, I remember the commercial. And then somebody pointed. I said, you know, that's Eric Balfour. Uh, he really is a, a terrific talent. Check out Born as Ghost. They got some great, great music, and you can catch them online and download them. Get them on Spotify or wherever you go to uh, to get music. And uh, he's uh, he, again, he's worth checking out. They're worth checking out. Born as Ghost. But again, uh, most people know Eric from his his work as an actor. Terrific stuff. Um, 24. He had a good run on 24, and it was, uh, you know, it's a big big time show. As is, uh, as as is Six Feet Under. But a big long resume from this guy. And you know, it sounds like a good guy. He sounds like a, a modest guy. Got a two year old, and you know, I have a feeling he'll. Um, uh, I, I have a feeling he's uh, a kid'll somehow somebody will drag him into the business. You know, he's uh, he's got a talented dad and sounds like a beautiful mom. And I, you know, some sometimes it's uh, that's where the casting people go and folks go. So it might be too too attractive. Plus, he's going to see dad up on stage, and you now he really does. He he's got great presence as a singer, as a front man. You'll see from the videos. But once again, Eric Balfour, everyone, has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. Check out Country Comfort one last time. Check him out, and you'll be able to see it on Netflix and uh, type of thing that uh, I'll, I'll binge when, uh, when I get the chance. And uh, again, terrific actor, terrific singer. Eric Balfour has been our very special guest, and we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.